to make a rich, smooth cold brew. Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. everyone i was going to come back with the uh, good old hockey song uh, but i figured no that would just be like putting my foot in my mouth you know what i you've got to wonder about the mentality of hockey fans especially in vancouver my god one million dollars and counting of damage but what the morons don't realize is is that they've put up made a you know they've given canada a black eye especially especially the city of vancouver they should find out who they are, throw them in jail, throw away the keys, and they should kick that hockey team right out of, uh, of Vancouver. You know, sports sports people need to get a brain because it seems when there's a puck involved, a football involved, a baseball involved, all sense of senility vanishes. So, you know what? I feel very bad for the shopkeepers in in, in uh, Vancouver. I feel very bad for the people who went there to have a good time and that were spoiled by the morons who just had better noth- nothing better to do with their time than to cause a riot in the downtown area of, uh, of Vancouver. But I must tell you this, Exxon Nation. Boston played 
magnificently, and Thomas the goalie deserved the Conn Smythe Trophy. And, uh, you know, better luck in the next 200 years, Vancouver. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. My guest this hour is Christine Nightingale. She's uh, been an alternative therapist for 12 years now. Her modalities include hypnotherapy. She's a certified hypnotherapist with the National Guild of Hypnotists. Uh, another modality is Reiki. She's a Reiki master. And uh, she's also a, an aromatherapist uh, with a two-year diploma course from Sheridan College. Now, previously, Christine taught holistic nutrition and introduction to alternative therapy at George Brown College in Toronto. With most of her clients, Christine uses a combination of therapies according to their individual needs. Christine's home office is located in Brampton, Ontario, which is just north of Toronto. Her website, www.nightingalehealing.com. That's nightingalehealing.com. And you can give her a call and arrange an appointment at 905-453-8095. That's, once again, 453-8095. And Christine, welcome back to the X-Zone. It's been some time since you've been with us. How have you been? Just fine. Thank you. Tell me, what did you think about the game last night or the uh, the results of the game? I have to totally agree with you that the Vancouver fans acted totally inappropriately. It was shocking, really, that uh, such mm-hmm. a bizarre reaction to upset. I mean, come on, we all have to deal with upset, but that's not worth trashing. Um, no, no. Neighborhood uh, for. And I, I, to, to coin uh, the... Um, the uh, a phrase from the mayor of Vancouver this morning he says, "For God's sake, it's just hockey." Yes, <laughs> people invest too much in that, don't they? They, they, really they do cer- invest too much. They certainly do. And now, with the prices uh, to bring your family to watch any major sporting event, you know, you've got to think twice now. How safe is it? And how come the officials didn't act or anticipate any of this? You know, it's a lot of that questions. Is yeah, yeah, a lot of questions, and I'm sure that we're going to hear a lot of different answers. Uh, over the next couple of weeks as both law enforcement and the city of Vancouver officials and NHL officials look into uh, the, I guess we can call it a catastrophe, can't we, uh, Craig? Yeah. Yes. All right. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial, uh, Christine. We're going to be coming back. And when we come back, Nation, we're going to be talking to Christine about alternative therapy. We're also going to be talking about spirit babies, a very interesting topic with a very interesting lady. Once again, if you'd like more information on Christine Nightingale, www.nightingalehealing.com and her telephone number is 905-453-8095 that's 4 I'm sorry that's uh, 905-453-8095 and Christine and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv.com. And our um, email address, where you can always send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Coming September 1st, big changes and surprises here in the Exxon. Don't go away. I've no 
Nation, Christine Nightingale is my special guest this hour. And uh, Christine, I, I, I touched on a sub uh, uh, topic very uh, briefly uh, before we went to the break, and that's on spirit babies. Can you tell us more about spirit babies and how you discovered that there really are spirit babies? Well, first of all, it is something I have known all my life. Uh, a spirit baby is essentially the spirit of a baby which is either in utero not yet conceived, between lives. Um, It was one of the very first things I knew on this plane. You see, my older brother died as a one-month-old baby, and I was born nine months later. Since my parents practiced birth control, they would never have had me if Uh my older brother had not died. Everyone has a guide with them at birth. That brother, that spirit baby, was the spirit guide who was with me upon my birth. So I owed him a life, and I did pay him back. I met my older brother again 28 years later as my firstborn son. Okay, so let me just understand this. Your brother who passed away mm-hmm. nine months before you were born yes. is now your son. That is correct. He was the spirit baby. He chose to go, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a month old. I think that he chose to go. He had finished his karma. And it was time for me to come in. So if he had not gone, I wouldn't have come. And uh, so he was there with me at the time of my birth, as everyone has a spirit guide with them at their birth, which most of us forget, I suppose, but I don't. Um, And then when I looked into the face of my firstborn son, I knew that was him. And I named his second name as the name of that older brother. How do you know for a fact, and, you know, forgive my, forgive my, playing the devil's advocate here, but how do you know for a fact that your son is your brother who died at birth? Well, whenever I meet anyone with whom I have a karmic connection, all the details come back, usually when I first look into their eyes. that's just mm-hmm. Let's just say it's a skill or an ability that I have that's been confirmed hundreds of times with different people. With, you know, I usually am able to give information that uh, the client would say, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense now, you know. So I don't really question this ability because it's just something that's been confirmed so many, many times. For example, uh, this is in a somewhat different uh, realm for sure, but mm-hmm. I had a client who asked me, could you tell me about some of my past lives? And uh, she was an Italian young woman, and I said, well, um, for one thing, you were a temple dancer in India at one time. And she said, oh, I've been to India several times, and I love their dancing. And I talked, I love dancing in general, but it's got nothing to do with my culture this time around. I said, well, that's why, you know, you, you did have that other lifetime. So being able to pick up from people's auras. <laughs> okay. Um, the information about people's past lives is in their auras. It, mm-hmm. it just is. And uh, some people have to go to past life regression to get that information, and some people get that information in other ways. Hmm. Past life regression is a form of hypnosis, but I'm able to channel the information also. Oh, okay. So 
now that you established that your your son is your brother, mm-hmm. does the rest of your family regard him as your son or their nephew or their grandson? How does, well, how does this work? Well, the interesting thing is that my mother, uh, before her passing, sometimes would refer to him as a Freudian slip. She would refer to him as her son. Uh, I, I'm sure it wasn't conscious on her mind. And I never told her about it. I didn't tell her about it in any way, but... Mm-hmm. Um, she just sort of made that Freudian stuff quite a lot, where she would call my son her son. Interesting. Because at some level she did understand it. Now, what was this time? Well, what was it like the the first time this happened with a client? Okay, um, I was doing Reiki on a woman in a wheelchair. She had a very unusual medical condition leading to partial paralysis, one which had only occurred about half a dozen times before, according to her doctors. Mm-hmm. So working with her energy field, I determined that there was a girl-child spirit baby in her energy field. The baby said she had come years before on a mission to help her mother through her life, and she still wanted to do so. However, her mother would have to acknowledge her presence first. Well, I told this to my client, and I found that she had aborted her first baby at her then-husband had not wanted it. And she could never speak about it with him, so she had never mourned the loss of her first child. She divorced, she remarried, she had two children, and one day with no warning, she had serious abdominal bleeding. Mm -hmm. The time she left hospital, she was paralyzed. It appears that the unexpressed grief had been the cause of some serious physical damage. I would say as a Reiki master that she had done some very serious damage to her chakra, the reproductive chakra, the sacral chakra, and the spirit baby then asked her mother through me whether she could now acknowledge her and let her be a part of her life in at least a spiritual way. My client agreed. She asked what the child would have looked like, and I said um, my information was that she looks like the princess in the never-ending story, which is, you know, a children's movie, sweet, delicate, pure, with fair hair. Hmm. Now, 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 do these children, do they know that they are coming back from a life that had previously ended? Oh, yes. Usually if a woman either miscarries or aborts, the the spirit baby stays in her energy field for uh, as long as it takes. It could be years, it could be decades before they're acknowledged. They tend to come back. If a woman has several miscarriages, it tends to be the same spirit coming back until such time as it's ready to be Mm -hmm. born. And if that never happened, it still stays in the mother's energy field. Because there's a conception contract that is made. Um, we choose our parents. Everyone right. does. Um, and uh, if the parents uh, don't agree, or maybe they've forgotten on this side about that conception contract, well, it may not happen, but that doesn't mean the spirit baby just goes away. Now, now tell me, why is it helpful to know about spirit babies? Well, I tend to see people who have fertility issues, either around not being able to conceive or around losing pregnancies over and over again. So uh, sometimes a couple or perhaps a woman with fertility issues just needs to know that there really is a waiting child out there. One young couple had been trying for four years to conceive a baby with the help of medical technology, medication, etc., taking temperatures, timed lovemaking. Their whole lives were consumed with it. They finally decided to take a break and consulted with me. I told them a baby has been waiting for you for four years. It was not the right time to come in because that child had not completed her last life. She would be arriving in 2010. 
sure enough, the baby arrived when predicted. Throughout the pregnancy, the doctor said they could not determine the baby's gender because of the way she was moving in the womb. I just said it's a girl, and she was born nine months after my prediction. In all fairness, you had a 50-50 chance of getting that one right. That is true. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. But the fact of having uh, telling them that the baby was happening at all was the important thing. All right, because so, so they why, had four so, years of, of having no luck getting that baby. All right, so why is it that some women have repeated miscarriages then? Okay, it's way too facile to say that there's always a medical reason. Uh, certainly, if a body is defective, a spirit may choose not to take on that challenge mm-hmm. and so return to the spirit world. Note that this does not always happen. Sometimes a child may choose to go ahead with a severe disability, such as Down syndrome or cerebral palsy, Such souls are very brave and perhaps in some cases very enlightened and full of love. I know some people have that feeling about them. I taught special needs kids for four years, so I had the privilege of working with some of these souls. I also learned that these souls may have a karmic reason for choosing a life with a severe disability. I know of one case in which two children with a severe disability were born on exactly the same day, completely different families, And so they got to know each other in a special class. They had been brothers in a previous life who killed each Mm -hmm. other over a woman. They made a between-life pact to get to know each other again in a lifetime in which they would not have the opportunity to fall out over a woman. How do you convince people who are listening to us, who -hmm. are saying, oh, come on, give me a break. How how do you convince people that this is real and not not something that is straight out of the woo-woo fact of fiction? I don't have to convince anybody. The people that come to me know that the information that I give them is uh, confirmed by things that they know or things that I've not heard from them, but which they confirm afterwards is the truth. Um, So I I am not in the least interested in convincing anybody of anything. If a person feels that they need help mm -hmm. uh, conceiving a child or uh, not miscarrying a child, then there are things that I can do to help them. All right, but... Isn't there a line of, of responsibility and liability that may be crossed at this point? You're not a member of the medical medical uh, profession. No, the people that come to me have given up on that because it hasn't worked for them. Okay. So, therefore, if a child is able to come through uh, because of the new information that the parents have and it hasn't previously come through... Uh, the parents are very happy with that. I mean, the medical profession doesn't have uh, enormously successful rates of, even with IVF, which is a highly invasive procedure, only 23% gets, uh, get pregnant with that after spending well, 10 to 15 can't we, hours. can't we say that people who can't have babies, who use alternative methods of having babies, are are trying to beat the game of God, that maybe they're not supposed to have children? And that I don't think there are many people who are not supposed to have children. If people very strongly feel that they are meant to have children and that there's a child out there, then in fact, uh, it's very likely stress that's keeping them from getting pregnant. Um, because when a, per- a person is um, told that they're infertile, mm-hmm. the stress of that is equal to the stress of cancer or a death in the family or divorce. It's extremely highly stressful. When the body's in uh, fight or flight mode because of stress, it's unable to either ovulate or to implant a baby because, uh, you know, that's how our hypothalamus works. So um, to uh, answer your question, um, there are very many women who are not able, like one out of six couples can't conceive. That's far higher than any previous time in history. And I think a large, large part of the reason is because of the stress. Well, don't, yeah, uh, because there's enough kids out there that need families and need homes that, 
You know, I think before we start playing God with each other, we should actually look at adopting these people, these children, Adopt- and giving okay, them homes. Okay, adoptive children. You and I have to take are- a commercial break. We'll be right back. Don't sure. go away. My name is Rob McConnell-Lexone. This is Christine Nightingale. Her website is www.nightingalehealing.com. You can reach her at 905-453-8095. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www dot xzoneradiotv.com Welcome back, everyone. Christine Nightingale is our guest. Um, and, and Christine, let, let's just carry on this conversation a bit because the uh, the concept of spirit babies is, is truly a, a very interesting concept. But uh, what I've got to ask you, how about a stillborn child who has not uh, does not have any medical issues? Why would this happen? And how long does it take for a child to make the trip back? And how is that decided when and if they do come back? Okay, you're asking a, an awful lot of questions here. At this, uh, can I just, I don't know whether I should stick up that one question that you asked about adoption, and I, I just want to very quickly answer that question. Adoptive children are no different. Uh, their karma includes adoption, and they choose to be born where their future adoptive parents may either reside or get hold of them. But okay, let's talk about the stillborn child sure. again. A child may decide that nine months with its mother is all that it needs to experience of this lifetime. Now, I'm going to tell you another story from my own life. On the first day of grade one, my son David came home with a new friend, Alex. David was a January baby. Alex was about eight months younger. They were inseparable for years, like brothers. His friend's mom got very attached to my son and often referred to him as her sole son. 
So one day I channeled the information that David had in fact been Margaret's son in his last life, which was very recent. Margaret had had a son who was stillborn before giving birth to Alex. So when David met Alex, he met the spirit of the boy who had been the older brother he never knew. And they got the chance to grow up together as close friends. When I finally told Margaret this after about 12 years of the boy's friendship, it made her very happy to think that she had, in fact, had a chance to know the spirit of the child she had lost as a stillbirth. Death is always an illusion. The spirit never dies. Once again, how do you know this is this was real and not the need or the psychological want and the psychological desire that it has well, nothing to do that it has wait, wait a sec, hold on. That, wait a sec, hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on yeah. here. Okay. How do we know that this isn't strictly a psychological problem that that because a mother loses a child or that because a parent wants that the psychological need outweighs the the amount of reality that is being fed into the situation? Actually, I think that the fact they were as close as brothers for so many years uh, is a very interesting thing. And uh, as I say, I had no need to be invested yeah. in whether or not uh, Margaret's stillborn child ever came back to life in any right. way whatsoever. That wasn't my need. But uh, I found it interesting mm-hmm. um, that when I happened mm-hmm. to channel this, yes. I mean, that, that seems to have fitted... Um, what actually happened, which is that these boys were as close as brothers for about 12 years, and that they, they acted as if they were brothers. Um, and in fact, um, you know, like I say, I had no investment in whether or not that was true. Well, okay, Probably but, but, Margaret but, but, was happy to hear it, though. But you've got many kids out there who, who play very well with, with their friends. And, uh-huh. and, and, you know, like, do we put too much faith in the so-called paranormal and spiritual world where... It has nothing to do with spirit. It has nothing to do with anything except coincidence. Uh, that doesn't exist. Coincidence how do, how do we know? How like, do we know you, you must know that. I, I, like everything I'm a is meaningful. I'm a realist. Okay. Are you really? Yeah, I You're am. Inter- but the spirit is, is the reality. The spirit is the reality. How do we know that for a fact? Prove it to me. <laughs> I prove don't need it. to prove it to you. Well, then how, do you, then how do you expect me to accept what you're saying and the listeners around the world to accept as you, what you're saying as fact? Because you have the kind of show you have, I that, think that you understand that the spirit behind everything is more important than the l- illusion of reality that that some of us live in. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I think that there are so many people out there who cannot face the reality of the world that we live in that they put themselves into a subculture where spirit is there, and the spirit is it, the wall against reality. That's an interesting point of view. I don't happen to agree with you. I happen to think that spirit is the most important thing and that all our physical things that we spend a lot of time and energy Mm -hmm. on are far less important in the long run. I mean, for instance, can you prove that anybody loves you? No, there's absolutely no one to wear. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on here. This is where you're wrong. I can prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that my wife loves me, my children love me, my parents love me. They do it in thought, word, and deed, and proof of action. Okay, and that is the spirit speaking. Oh, okay? bullcrap! That's, that's the spirit. That's no, not... it's not. It's my parents. It's my wife. It's my mother. It's my it's my brother. It's it's my friends. It, I, 
God, how, how, why do we always put everything on spirit? Why don't we take responsibility? When something goes wrong, do we blame spirit? Um, how, what do you define as something going wrong? All the hungry people in the world, all the, all the, all the crime, all the, all the unemployment, all, all the wars. Is that spirit as well? Because if you're going to give spirit a pat on the back for all the great things in life, you've also got to give spirit a slap on the back for all the bad things in life. No, actually, that is humans who are not taking responsibility ah. for their own tasks. So how do we know that it's, not, that it's not humans who are not taking the responsibility for their own tasks that are mm-hmm. using spirit as their buffer? Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think the opposite is true. I had a conversation with someone about a week ago, and she said, well, how can God allow mm-hmm. hungry people in the world? How can God allow suffering? And I said, what are you doing about it? And she couldn't think of anything that she was doing. Um, I have a number of things that I do, and I think that anyone who takes themselves uh, and their spirituality uh, seriously mm-hmm. do things personally to help people in need. I agree. Uh, but that's got nothing to do with, um, mm-hmm. like, expecting spirit to work on its own. Of course we have to do work on our own. That's what we are here to do. If we're in touch with spirit, then we do what we need to do to make life better for everyone that we can personally touch. Or, or is it that we use spirit, we use religion, we use philosophy as an escape from our own human frailties? That when something goes wrong, we have an scapegoat. That's why the devil was created, in my opinion, so that mm-hmm. when we screw up as humans, mm-hmm. the devil made me do it. And when yeah. something fantastic goes right, instead of taking credit for it yourself and saying, I did that, I worked mm-hmm. hard for it, I made it happen, oh, thank you, Spirit. Oh, knock off the bullcrap, get your feet back <laughs> onto the ground, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, I have to agree with you. There is no such thing as the devil. There are a lot of people who might not take responsibility for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, I take responsibility for doing what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, and that's welcoming new babies into the world because that they are meant to be. Uh, they've made that contract with their parents, and they're meant to be, and, and it relieves a great deal of suffering if they're allowed to be. But as for children that are already here, uh, it so happens this is something I do on my own. I make uh, gift bags for every baby at the local shelter. That's about 80 a year, uh, because I don't think that the babies who are here should be suffering if there's something I can do about it, you know. But I think everyone needs to do that absolutely in their own lives to make the world a better place in whatever ways come to mind. How do you know that there's a contract that's made? Um, well, let's look at an example. Okay. People talk about soulmates. People talk about love at first sight. I 100% believe it is possible to fall in love at first sight, but that's because you've already met that soul before, and you've made a contract to uh, encounter that soul again and to work it through so that you have more time together. A soulmate can be, as you, in your own personal life, you were talking about your brother, your friend, your mother, your, uh, your wife, your children. Um, in the case of those that uh, you have a very strong connection with, mm-hmm. I would say, yes, that's wonderful. You have a strong connection. It's forged by the things that you do in this life. But it pre-existed your meeting on this plane this time around. But how do we know that? that you know, they're, they're, it's beautiful words. It's a great sentiment. It's well, a, let's, okay, let's talk about your wife, since you mentioned your wife. Did sure. you feel uh, for her, when you first met her, as if you had known her for a long time? No. You didn't? Nope. That's a, well, that would be unusual, because most people do say that 
within a short period of meeting their uh, partner, they feel as if they've known them for years or for 10 years or for, you know, nope. whatever. Did not have you, that feeling at all. Oh, well, okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it works for you. For many, many people, it is actually a situation of feeling they've known them for a long time. Could that be? Could that be a feeling of familiarity that they have because the the person that they're getting this feeling from re, re, reminds them of somebody in their life already? For example, their mother, their father, thus giving them the false impression that they've known them for the rest. You know, they've known them before. Well, I think most people do marry someone that uh, they uh, they remind them of their mother or their father mm-hmm. uh, because they have the same kind of, of dynamic in their relationship, which neither proves nor disproves that they might have known them before. It's right. just a separate issue. But why do we keep going back to people that we've met before? For example, if uh, if somebody has a a very negative experience with their wife and they go through a horrific divorce. Do they get to meet them all over again? It depends on whether they were able to work out the karma with love. That is the whole point of being with that person. Usually if there's a horrific divorce, that person's past karma, those people's past karma was also horrific, but maybe this time around they got a chance to work it through with a little bit more love and compassion and forgiveness especially. If there's forgiveness, there's no more karmic bond. If there's still hate, then there's still a karmic bond, because the karmic bond can be created by love or by hate, or even by killing one, killing the other. It still creates a karmic bond. So it's better to like accept that uh, it is possible to forgive, for your own sake, anybody who's done you a great deal of harm. Okay, so in the big picture of scheme, in the big scheme of, 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 of life, or death, or spiritual mm-hmm. existence, right. why are we here? Um, to become our own true selves. What's the sense? To become our own true selves? Yeah. Well, that's because we're a little spark of the divine, and each of us has our own task to do, and and most cultures don't really make it that easy to do that, to do whatever it is you really need to do. But if you work through all the obstacles and create whatever little piece of, let's call it a little piece of heaven you're mm-hmm. supposed to create on this earth, then... Uh, then that's wonderful, then you've accomplished your soul's purpose. It usually takes many lifetimes to do that, simply because of this, there's so many cultural things in the way. But, uh, but if you're able to create something beautiful and magnificent in a particular lifetime, then you have, I think, created something that only you can create. Nobody else can. So why uh, would we need to come back? What's the don't sense need to of come re- back when so- we've created when we have actually completed our purpose. We don't need to come back. The interesting thing is that that is exactly when you have people, spirit, who choose to come back to help those who are still on this plane struggling. Uh, there's a term for that, bodhisattva, um, which is someone who has chosen to come back and suffer in order mm-hmm. to teach those who are still struggling what they should be doing. And and you know without. I mean, making any value judgments, certain people would tend to fit into that category, whether right. you say Mahatma Gandhi or, um, I mean, there's a lot of people who have lived such a wonderful mm-hmm. life that uh, you would have to say that maybe they're at a cut above the ordinary, but maybe they are in a different category because they've chosen to come back, the rest of us need to come back. Okay, so if there are these spirits that keep coming back... Mm-hmm. And until everything has been accomplished, they keep coming mm-hmm. back. Once thing has, mm-hmm. once everything that they have set out to do has become accomplished, they don't come back unless they choose to. 
Right. Am, am I right so far? Yes, that's correct. Okay, then how come we're facing a population explosion here on this planet? Do spirits propagate? I don't think spirits propagate, but we have no way of knowing how many there are, and there's no reason to believe that this is the only planet on which spirits exist. It would be rather small-minded to think that out of a billion, billion stars, there'd only be one planet with intelligent life, so who knows? Like, um, I think that if you look at the whole history of the human race, which has been estimated at somewhere between 200,000, maybe more, maybe 2 million years, there's probably been a great many souls that sometimes take millennia between incarnations, and maybe now, for the first time in history, all the souls that have ever been tend to be incarnated at any given time, rather than there being a huge gap between. But the general theory about reincarnation is that people go out mm-hmm. in in groups, like like a whole new set going on stage. Do you think we could go back, though, to um, the focus, which is the um, the spirit babies? Um, no, this is more interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll be back on Bye. the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. Exonation, 1-800-610-7035. That is our toll-free number. Email address, exon at exonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Coming September. Big changes here in the Exxon. Keep listening to find out what they are and how you can play a major part in what we're doing. Don't go away. Nation, welcome back. And then there was one. You know what? When something doesn't make sense to me, or I can't get a straight answer, or when somebody says, can we get back to the focus? To me, that says, the water is getting too hot in this area. I am uncomfortable. Let's talk about what I can try and bamboozle you with. No little sing. BS baffles brains. Not on this show. I'm trying to understand where she was coming from. You know, I, you know, I think that what happens here is that you've got a lot of people who are playing on their emotions. The emotions of those who can't have children. The emotions of those who, who have lost, who are grieving. The psychological instability of people. And to me, it's all wrong. It's really wrong. You know, I'm sorry. I... I would rather trust a doctor with my life than a member of the metaphysical community who knows dick all 
when it comes to reality. Hey, when it comes to woo-wooism and when it comes to the talk about spirit that cannot be proven, the talk about these contracts that are written that cannot be proven. And you know what? You know, when I was talking to uh, our last guest before I had enough and Craig says, no, that's it, drop the, drop the guest. It, when we were talking about, you know, the spirits coming back, you know, like if, if all these people are coming back in being reincarnated, why would anybody want to be reincarnated into Africa or Ethiopia or Syria or any of these places on earth that are facing devastation on a daily basis where there's hunger, war, disease? I'm sure there's a woo-woo answer for it. But in the world of reality, where we live, well, most of us live, these are the facts that we have to face. We have to pay taxes. We have to pay our bills. We have to go through life, make the changes, face up to the challenges, and prove ourselves on a daily basis. If spirit is out there, why can't spirit or the great divinity or the great divine help those people who need the help instead of getting that old answer, well, you know what? They can't interfere. In my book, if you're not part of the problem, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And I think too many people are neglecting the, the reality of their lives, that they're looking elsewhere to the stars for answers because the answers of the metaphysical world are pretty. They're flowery. They sound so good. But do they really help? I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <sighs> Spirit babies. Sorry, not here. We'll be back. Don't go away. Machine guns ready to go. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. To the sound of the beast, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust, yeah. Hey, we're gonna get you to another one bites the dust. 